0: Today's podcast is for the moms out there who struggle with the fact that they have to feed people three meals a day, two to three snacks a day, and if they don't feed those people, those people get hangry and mean. If that's you, then welcome. We are talking all about meal prep today, and not just meal prep. We're talking all about meal prep for people like me who have an ADHD brain that cannot get on a routine very easily. That's who we're talking to. Hey guys, it's Kayla, host of the Mothering Together podcast. I'm a mom of two awesome boys. I have ADHD and I am frequently over caffeinated. I just want to give you a nice warm welcome to our show. We get it. Being a mom is hard. You need support through the amazing moments and the heartbreaking moments. Together, we'll find balance in the heavy role of mothering. We'll reconnect with the parts of ourselves that we've lost along the way. And we'll build a community that we can lean on. So one more time, let us just say, welcome, welcome, welcome welcome to Mothering Mothering Together. One of the things we talk about a lot over in our community is mental load and how moms in particular just carry... A lot of the mental load of raising the kids and taking care of the family and I think food is probably at least for me it's probably my biggest mental load Um, if you don't know what mental load is it's basically just you know the things that we have in the back of our mind that we hold on to to help keep track of our whole family so for me I'm always constantly keeping track of what did each kid eat Like I have like a mental tally of the nutrients that have gone into their little bodies. And um, I try and keep track of my own food that often falls by the wayside. One of our members this week in our Facebook group said she's her main goal is to make sure she eats. And I totally feel that because some days you just feed everybody else and you forget about yourself. That's just evidence that we carry such a heavy mental load. So hopefully today's episode is going to ease some of that burden for you, and to help you to feel like you have it under control. I can already tell this episode is gonna make me hungry, and my stomach will be growling in the background, so forgive me. We're gonna talk today about why meal planning often fails for moms with ADHD. We're going to talk about how to embrace kind of the ADHD strengths and weaknesses and kind of capitalize on the hyper-focus part of things to kind of front load a system and then the different kind of structures or supports you can put in place to help you To try to remain consistent, I think that is something that we often struggle with generally is to remain consistent with the system because then it gets boring and our brains are like, give me the dopamine. I want the the drama of not having dinner prepared. Our brains definitely don't support us in having just like kind of a boring meal planning life. And we're just going to talk a little bit about the different executive functions. I know episode, I think it was like the second episode of the podcast, we talked about different executive functioning skills, and just my ADHD journey. So you might want to listen to that. But yeah, I'm pretty excited. So let's talk about the things that often go wrong. I am often the one who's like, I have this perfect new system, babe. It's going to be awesome. We're going to do it, and we will never have to redo this again. We're going to dive right in. All we have to do is we have to buy this app, and it's like 30 bucks, so no big deal. But one app turns into two apps, three apps, and you know. know exactly what I'm talking about you just end up having new systems every few months and hopefully your partner is patient like mine and understands that I just need things to be a little inconsistent do you do the same thing do you start a new system or a new way of eating and then switch it up every few months that's something I definitely do a lot and I think I can attribute that directly to my ADHD and kind of just my personality where I want things to be different and I don't want to be bored with my food but sometimes boring is good so the other common pitfalls are choosing recipes and then ordering the food and then when it comes time to make that recipe that you planned on you just don't want to you don't have the energy you don't have the time it's just like the place you're at mentally when you order your food could be a very different place than when you're having to make the food it can be very different Okay, so in a little bit, we're going to talk about a specific system. So maybe go and grab a paper, a piece of paper, or like open your notes app when the time comes. But if you're a paper and pen person, then just go get like some stickies and get your materials ready. But first, we're going to just talk about embracing your ADHD. So let's get really clear on the executive functioning and the many, many steps involved in feeding your people. You have to think about what your people like and don't like. You have to understand your own capabilities in the kitchen. You have to think about what your week looks like and maybe is it a busy day? Is it a quiet week? What's, what's happening this week and how, does that, how is that gonna impact the foods we eat? there's so much, right? And then and then that doesn't even cover the act of actually making the food, of ordering or going to the grocery store and buying the food. There are so many steps in this this project that is food management in your home, and I think it's really important to understand that if you have an ADHD brain, like each of those tasks you have to initiate and then you have to continue on without getting distracted and without getting disheartened, and then you have to complete it in order for things to like continue, the dominoes to continue to fall, in order for food to end up on your children's plate. It's a lot. All right, so if you have your paper out, what we're going to do first is we're going to answer the question of what do I need in this moment, in this quote-unquote season of life that I might not have needed before and I probably won't need it in a few months, but like right now, let's look at this. Now is going to be this three month stretch of whatever, like what, how old are my kids? What does our schedule look like? What season is it? Is it, it's currently almost spring in our house. So we're kind of making a switch from like kind of more warm foods to more cool foods. Like what's happening for you in this season and what do you need? And I'm going to tell you a few of the things that in the past I have needed that Honestly, some of them are embarrassing, but they're true. So sometimes in my life, I have needed things to only have like maximally five ingredients. I often need for one element of every meal to be something that's frozen that can go in the air fryer for 10 minutes. If I know that I have a stressful month coming up, then I sometimes will meal plan for that entire month in advance when I have the energy and the time knowing that That will help me in the future. Do I make it complicated? No, I make it like the most boring meals possible, but I make it so that it's easy for my family to get food on the table. The last thing is like, what can you afford, right? How much time and energy are you sinking into this process of making food? And are there ways for you to have money solve the problem? And obviously this is not the case for everybody, but for me, one of the problems I solve with money I have my groceries delivered to my house and that has saved me so much time and it makes it so that honestly I save money because when I go to the grocery store with two kids in jail, I am stressed to know And I am upset at my children usually because they want all the things and I have to constantly say no. I am overwhelmed by the sensory overload of the grocery store and we buy a heck of a lot of chocolate that was not on the grocery list. But if I'm doing it at night after my kids are in bed and I'm just typing, we buy a lot, a lot less food and a lot less of the stuff that doesn't even, isn't even on the list okay so I have three different ways of meal planning and I think for you and for me that it's okay to swap between the different ways and figure out what works for this week and then maybe next week something different works and that's okay and I think that's part of it's not a problem unless it's a problem if your kids are getting fed and no one is fighting about it then it's okay if there is like a dispute in your family because maybe your partner is like not as flexible about things shifting and changing and wants more reliability then that might be a discussion that you need to have with your partner of like the roles you each take and how maybe maybe it's their turn to do a little bit of the the meal prep and the the planning but so here are my like kind of three go-to ways two of them are pretty similar and the third one has been really eye-opening for me and my family. So the first thing that I will do if I'm having a really overwhelmed week is I will just buy staples. And by staples, I don't actually mean like what your home ec teacher taught you were staples, like flour and salt and pepper and all that. That stuff, yeah, we are on top of like making sure that comes in. We have a whiteboard and if anything is out, we write that and we just take a picture when we go grocery shopping or when we are ordering We take a picture on our phones we bring it to the computer and we type in whatever was on the whiteboard and that usually helps us to keep track of our staples and make sure that we don't run out of like heaven forbid if we ran out of coffee that would be a disaster okay so that is staple staples but what i mean by ordering staples is thinking about pretty much meat if you eat meat vegetables and starches and if i am shopping by staples i am literally just buying whatever three or four meats to make three or four dinners that have leftovers i am buying two or three different types of starch and i am buying a variety of vegetables and fruits and that way i know we have all this food in our house and hopefully i can make something nutritious happen at dinner time I like this method because it gives me flexibility. I don't like it because if it's a busy night and I have not spent a minute to think about what's for dinner, then I get into this problem of I'm extra stressed, it's a tricky time for my kids, and I have to decide what's for dinner and then I have to figure out how to make it. Not the best combo so option two is like the hybrid of just buying your staples it's buying your staples and then doing your shopping in reverse so what you do is you lay it all out on your kitchen table or your island or whatever you have lay all the food you bought out and then take a tour of your of your cabinets and where your food is like your fridge and figure out what you have in the house you don't have to write anything down it's just like a mental um tour to see, like, what do we have for food, like, what's in the freezer, what can I pull out, and then you grab whatever you want to write on, and you write out four or five meals that you can think of right now that you could make with what you have in front of you, and that's, like, reverse meal planning, right, so you end up, you don't plan the meals before you order, you just order food, hopefully it's within your budget, you try and keep it under whatever your target is, and then when it gets home, you think about, okay, what can I make with this food? That, for me, helps to stop some of the like uh, difficulties with initiating the task. I just get food into the house, and then after that, hopefully, I'm able to come up with a plan. All right, the third system I stole, <laughs> kind of, from this podcast called Systemize Your Life by Chelsea Joe. It's kind of a system that she applies to all of her listeners. And I think it fits for me in this season of my life. And Do I think I'll be doing it at 60? No. But does it work for right now? Yes. So let's talk about it. It's basically an index card system. So you're going to have to buy or go into your old student materials and pull out index cards. And I have a little box. I had it from... A previous life where I had to have um, flashcards and so it's just like a box for flashcards but it's my recipe box now but not it's not actually a recipe box it's a meals box and there's a difference so a recipe would tell you what you need for ingredients for one dish and how to make it what we're gonna make are called meal cards and basically you have like a sit down with your family individually or all together whatever works for you and you figure out what does everyone really like that we make and you write down that meal and when you write down the meal for me I wrote down I like my meals to have three parts I like them to have a vegetable a starch and um, a meat or a protein and so that's kind of the framework that I have used obviously whatever your nutritional needs are switch it up for that But I wrote on each index card on the front, I wrote the whole meal. So I wrote like an example would be hamburgers and I've already selected we're going to have sweet potato fries and broccoli. And that might sound really boring to you that we always have broccoli when we have hamburgers and sweet potato fries, but it takes some of that extra work off of my plate, okay? So by myself, I came up with like 10 different meal cards and then I also came up with some easy... um, Breakfast, including cereal with milk and whatnot. And what you do is you take the meal where you wrote it on the front, and you flip over the card and you write out just the ingredients. And so it's pretty much what you would have to grocery shop for or look for in your house before you make the food. So I like this for two reasons for my ADHD brain. One, it kind of gives me a list of things when I'm about to make the food. And so If things are crazy at home, I have this visual reference to, like, just walk around my kitchen, stare at the list, and pull out the stuff. And so that really helps me to get at least, I call it mise en place, right? Like, get everything out, and then I can get cooking. It's also great for when you go to shop, especially if you shop online, you just take all the cards that you selected for the week So we have snack cards, we have breakfast cards, we have lunch cards. You take all your cards and you flip them over and you just type in all the ingredients one at a time. And in like 15 minutes, you have your entire grocery order pounded out in a really easy way. So now let's just combine the two things. The first thing you did was you wrote out where you're at in your season of life. And the second thing you're gonna do is make these cards. Now, here are my rules for my cards. I don't ever, ever, ever ever want to read a recipe while I'm managing kids and making dinner. Just don't want to do it. I want the most simple ingredients I can possibly have. I wanna feel like we're eating a variety of different foods and I want my meals, and this is kinda odd, but it's the season of life we're in with little kids. I want my meals to be able to be deconstructed so that I can meet the different needs of each person without making a meal for each person. So we do a lot of rice bowls, we do a lot of things that can be broken down into their parts for the baby, into like mini sandwiches for the toddler and then the adults get a legit meal. Um, maybe your rules are different. Maybe like your food is all vegetarian or maybe you have to have pizza every other day. Otherwise you'll die. Like that could just be your rule. You never know. And this is something that I have as an idea and potentially I'm just going to give it to you and take it and tell me if you do it. But there's this other thought about meal planning where you create a matrix for your food and basically the, the matrix, I'm picturing Neo dodging a bullet. Bending over backwards. It's not like that. It's literally just like a bunch of seven squares. And the creator of this is Kendra Adachi from The Lazy Genius. I highly recommend if you're not a podcast person but you are listening to one podcast, stop listening to me and start listening to her because she is just so freaking smart. Basically, she has a matrix where it's a bunch of squares for every day of the week and for each day you think about the type of meal that you're going to make so think about maybe mondays we have salad it doesn't have to be the same salad every monday you could do like a cranberry salad cranberry almond one day you could do a citrus salad the next whatever whatever you want to do then tuesdays are taco tuesdays it can be a different type of taco every tuesday wednesdays one pot wednesday Thursday is leftovers, Friday is pizza, Saturday is soup, and Sunday is a freezer meal that you can make double and freeze half of it, right? Like, if you could create that matrix and then apply the index cards, like create index cards for each of those categories, you would be really cooking with gas on getting a really easy system where you only have a few choices and a nice variety, but it's simple. I like this plan. All right, friends, that was a lot of information. We talked all about kind of why ADHD makes it tricky to get food on your table. We talked about my three ways that I meal plan that are flexible and let me kind of work with wherever my brain is at that week. So you can just order your staples. You can order your staples and then reverse shop, or you can use this index card method and the great thing about the index card method is it can grow slowly over time and it doesn't go away and you can just put it, find a spot for it, give it a home. And then if you have one of those weeks where you kind of, we might have previously called it falling off the wagon, but we're being kinder, kinder to ourselves. So it's not falling off the wagon. It's just admitting where our brains are at and planning in a different way and knowing that we have a few systems that work for us if this serves you in some way, if this makes your life just a smidge easier, then the best thing you can do to support this podcast is to share it, take a screenshot of it, share the link with a friend. And if you're super wanting to support it, then take a screenshot and share the link with a Facebook group of moms with ADHD. And maybe they'll listen. That would be awesome. It'd be such a great support. And I really appreciate it because This community is growing and it's small and it's beautiful. And I'm just, I really want to share this message with more people like you and like me.